we interrupt this broadcast to bring you a breaking content warning. This podcast, which has escaped and is headed towards Slaughter Swamp, has occasionally been known to talk about dirty things, including penises, and often says the fuck word. You have been warned. Hi, everybody. I'm Tyler. And I'm Zach. We're your aeronauts, and we're back with more word balloons. We've been flying higher in our own hot air, but have stopped our journey to Slaughter Swamp to answer your nerdy questions. So with that in mind, Zach, what's our question this week? Who is Madeline Pryor? Now, this is admittedly a question that I came up with. All cards on the table, I was like, we need to actually hash this out finally. Who is Madeline? Madeline Pryor is one of the reasons why I describe X-Men as the biggest soap opera of all time. It's a series of bad choices retconned over and over each other. Now... We've been mentioning Madeline at least as far back as season two, where we answered our uh, Cable's history story. She comes up a lot. I know she came up in our uh, Summer's Family Tree story. Mm -hmm. In a lot of X-Men, Jean Grey-related things, she'll pop up. The short answer is she is a Jean Grey clone that got possessed by demons. Yes. (laughs) What the fuck? Yep. That's why we're having this conversation. <laughs> Editor and Stowaway Steven here. I just I just finished clearing out the bunkhouse and getting it ready for all the guests. Don't, don't worry about them. <laughs> um, I'm what? not going to murder them. It's What guests? <laughs> what bunkhouse? It's not a deal. Just don't worry about it. Okay? But Is this the bunkhouse by the lake? It is, but... What lake? Okay, actually I know what we're talking about now. <laughs> it is the bunkhouse by the lake... It is the one that I uh, I haunt, but don't worry about it. It's on the balloon. It's okay. Back to what we were talking about. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so, over on one of our other podcasts, New Byland, we might actually just do a Madeline Pryor episode, episode. Because we didn't fuck with it, because Inferno is a big, complicated thing, and she's, other than that event, she's only kind of tangentially related to demons. Mm-hmm. And we're all about Marvel and the Magic U right over there right now. It's just, the more I was reading for this, it was so buckwild. I'm like, oh, we might. We, we might, might have to have do it. To. It's just too... Just to explain it to Mac? I love bad ideas that they keep just, like, swinging into left field just to see if they can make it work. <laughs> this was already bad. How could it be any worse? Let's try to fix it. It's in the same way of Cable that nothing about him should work, but he's become one of my favorite X-Men as a result. Madeline is not... Not one of my favorite X-Men, not one of my favorite villains, but just, it's such a weird little story that I kind of love it. Now, the original idea, first, she was created by Chris Claremont and Paul Smith, which is possibly the greatest duo of the Chris Claremont era of X-Men, mm-hmm. but it's also where Claremont got a lot of power and his, his stuff started going a little left field. Uh, and she first appeared in X-Men 186, I believe. Not that important to the fact, but she was created to write Scott Summers out of the book. Uh, because the idea of the X-Men being a school, Chris Claremont wanted the characters to be able to kind of grow up and leave and... Go do their own thing. Yeah, and like, all right, I graduated, I'm not an X-Man anymore. I can come back to the book when it occurs to me, but, you know, we don't have to have Cyclops in there. Always, mm-hmm. which is a kind of wild idea to think about now when there's fucking 80 X teams and it's not uncommon just to have like 30 X Men hanging out at the mansion and then being like, okay, you, 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 and roll the dice and you. Like, <laughs> and we're going to call ourselves Excitement for Seven. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> no E, it starts with an X. Yes. Every time. Now, I respect that idea. 
like the you know they leave they go off it never really jived for me because like beast was like i grew out of being an x-man and now i'm an avenger and that's great he's a good avenger but i went from like battling to save my species from being feared and persecuted and now i'm an avenger or in iceman and uh angel's case i'm a champion right like what happened about the battle to save your species big guy so it i like the idea it didn't wildly work either but maddie was just bad Honestly, like to, to be all honest, it, it just didn't because she in her original thing before we ate toss in retcon after retcon after retcon was created to be a one in a million chance identical twin to Jean Grey, who just so happened to survive a plane crash that like the only survivor of a plane crash that happened on the day that Jean Grey died on the moon, who just so happens to not be able to be mind scanned by Professor X, which one in a million chance that doesn't happen or that happens with just normal humans out of nowhere every once in a while professor x can't scan, scan normal humans why just he can't it's just just can't just, just can't. it's a th- you know natural defenses or something like just as much as there's a, a chance that you might be born a mutant you might be a null <laughs> or you know like a one in a whatever blank? chance that you miss your shot with something or like you know I like uh, I love the idea that their mutant power is that they're just literally immune to psychic attack. Yes, that would actually be infinitely more interest not more interesting, but like or a like, better choice. It like their mutant gene hasn't it doesn't express itself in any way other than like you can't read my brain. Now Cyclops, who is suffering from massive PTSD from the death of Jean Grey on the moon and everything that's been going on, becomes obsessed with Maddie, who's working at the, his grandparents' airplane company or something. Like, she's a pilot for them. And he's like, are you Jean... He straight up asks her, are you Jean Grey? Come back to life? So she fucking decks him. Which does make me like her. Don't get me wrong. There's good stuff in this, but like, in these But whenever choices. Cyclops gets decked... And Cyclops mm. is like one of my favorite X-Men. We've discussed this. Mm-hmm. Just because he's buck wild. Um, oh, we should just have you rank X-Men. And, and, this is a later uh, episode. I don't have time for that. Uh, Number one, strong guy. Number two, Jean Grey. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, Mastermind, who is a old school X-Men villain, uh, was in the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, and then later in the Hellfire Club, and was driven mad by Jean Grey when he you know, tried to take over her mind and force her to work for the Hellfire Club, is holding a grudge against the X-Men because he was driven mad by Jean Grey, despite the fact that he 100% started that shit. So he tricks the X-Men into thinking that Maddie Pryor is the Dark Phoenix. So they almost murder her. Cyclops manages to resuscitate her, admits to himself the gene is finally gone, but he's in love with Maddie anyways, marries her, and moves to Alaska. He's done. He- the story is over now. He, he kind of dexters it? I have, like, 18 different problems with this storyline. But, like, that's, you know, like, it's just... Alaska is the least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alaska's supposed to be quite nice. If you like Solitude, from what I hear, it's great. And he becomes a... Re- they become recurring characters. They have a child, Nathan Christopher Summers, who will one day become the man known as Cable. Now, when X-Factor is relaunched, which we talked about earlier this season, and they brought Jean Grey back, Cyclops is like, whoops, time to go to her. And... It turns Cyclops immediately into a deadbeat dad because he ditched his wife and child to go to hook up with his old girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh my god. But she had dibs! <laughs> <laughs> There's some people who will argue Cyclops is an irredeemable character from this point on. And they're like, we have to, like, the only way is to, like, make Maddie 
evil. Like, there's some plot behind this. That he, she's not... No! No! <laughs> really, there's a really simple thing. Cyclops is fucking riddled with PTSD. Yeah. The man was an abusive orphanage. He was, as a teenager, like, trained to lead a paramilitary group to keep his kind from being wiped off the map. And then his girlfriend died, like, six times. He's been through some shit. Also... He married a woman that looks exactly like his dead ex-girlfriend. That's not healthy behavior. No. Ever. No. So, like, instead of dealing with the fact of, like, oh, marriage's end or PTSD, Marvel could not handle this fact. So, she has to be evil. So, the redone origin is that Maddie Pryor is a clone created by Mr. Sinister, who had been trying to get his hands on Jean Grey, and it's actually later shown, years later, another retcon, that Cyclops and Jean were thrown back in time to the Victorian era where he met them when he first became Mr. Sinister. I have seen those panels. I own the book. It's actually not yeah, bad, it's not but bad. it's... Wild. I kind of dig them in Victoria again. Um, and so he's just become obsessed with the Summers family line and like the Jean Grey jeans. And he's like, I'm going to kidnap her. But Professor X had already started training her. And he's like, well, can't deal with that. <laughs> Whew, that's too much to ask for. I, I've just already come up with like two solutions <laughs> that are wildly easier. And it's just like, okay. Divorce happens. Divorce happens. And he splits his time. That's a real realistic answer that could easily happen in that uh, situation in the 90s. Other answer that I would very much like is some sort of thruple polycule situation. He, he Actually, left... now that I think about it, that's too close to twins and I'm not interested. Never mind. Bag that. Out. <laughs> uh, as long as it's a thruple where in which they're just like partners with each other but not together that's their own bag I don't need to know okay <laughs> they could work out the particulars so he creates as long as he's there for his fucking kid that's the main important thing he immediately tries to like he leaves which happens my mom left she came back like this is shit that you know mm -hmm. there's whatever that you have to deal with that as you grow older but especially when it's a baby fucking fine he actually ends up raising Nathan for a while like he's not a bad dad divorce is a thing normalize it oh yeah <laughs> i'm a child of divorce yeah mm -hmm. i wish i would have been it would have made things easier around my house <laughs> okay see like divorce is a very good thing because it usually means an unhealthy bad marriage ended but back to the demon lady um, <laughs> yeah we haven't we haven't even said the words goblin queen yet well, what the fuck yep so she Mr. Sinister creates a clone of Jean Grey, but she doesn't have any sentience. She's just an empty husk. No power show, no nothing. He just leaves her in a tube. Like, well, that didn't work. It's basically I'm going like... to go clone Craven now, which is a literal story that happens. He clones Craven the Hunter and mixes his own DNA with him to create Sraven. Why? Because the X-Men Spider-Man crossover story was amazing. But, um... <laughs> I do... Yeah, Mr. Sinister was like, when he tries to do this clone, he's basically like... I got, like, 98% there. It looks just like her. It just doesn't work. I'm gonna just let her just collect dust in a corner. Maybe I'll come back to this one day. However, when Jean Grey dies on the moon with the Phoenix Force, the clone wakes up. Mm-hmm. So Mr. Sinister creates a fake personality for her, or I guess a personality for her, and a fake backstory, and inserts her as the, like, pilot for the, the shipping company that uh, Cyclops' parents run, in the hopes that he would meet her, fall in love, and have a baby, which they do. Oh, we, During this, we should point out that with all of this coming up with the name and backstory for her, Pryor does, in fact, refer to her prior existence. 
Yeah, it's a lot of bad choices. <sighs> now, oh, and we're not even to like what, in my opinion, is the worst choice. Um, Can you? We're still like three why? bad choices. Away. He needs to do this. Why does he need them to have a kid? Because they are the sinister. One, he's the most extra villain in the history of extra villains, and two, Jean Grey is one of the most powerful psychics who has ever lived. And the cycle and the Summers family line is an incredibly powerful mutant line. Oh, okay. So he's just a creepo. He really like, wants you to play with strong, them genetics. Now fuck. Yes, mm-hmm. he wants them to fuck, and then he wants to steal the baby. Remember, Cable is supposed to be incredibly powerful. He's just techno-organic virus to hell, and most of his power is keeping his body from turning into metal and dying. All right, cool. So he wants, like, superpower. But he's a eugenicist, is really what it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. That um, sums up well. So he's like, well... He's still a kid in this time period, right? A kid. Quotes. We're actually going to do an episode on the Mr. Sinister origin story some other day, but long story short, yes, he was originally evil Captain Marvel. Billy Batson, Shazam, Captain Marvel. We're not, we don't have time for that. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> when Jean Grey comes back to life, he's like, okay, so this is going sideways in a way so I wasn't expected. Time to kill Maddie. And tries to. The X-Men rescue her. Cyclops ends up with the kid over on X-Factor. And everyone thinks the X-Men die, thanks to a weird storyline involving an unrelated demon named the Adversary. Maddie starts to fall apart because she, Jean Grey, is alive again. Right. You know, dating her husband. Thanks to various complicated things, she makes a deal with a demon named Sim, who I believe is the minion of magic way back in New Island. I think you're right. um, Who starts to give her various powers, and her own powers start emerging. She is a clone of the most powerful psychic in the history of the Earth. They take her to Mr. Sinister. She finds out her true origin, and she makes a deal with Nestire. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's one of those where it's like an apostrophe. Ooh, uh, I want to point out the panel that Mr. Sinister tells her. He is looking amazing. It is drawn fantastically. Mark Silvestri was doing the art by that point, and Mark Silvestri, especially in the late 80s, early 90s, his work was perfect. She becomes the Goblin Queen, <laughs> who wears a very deep-cut bikini bottom. Like, it ends right above where, like, the bush hair would start. And a... It's like a crop top, except it curves up and ends, like... So, like, it covers the boobs, but so the underboob is showing. So, like, and it, like, ends at the collarbone. Yes. And a big cape. And long art, long sleeves. Like, it's... It's weird and fetishy and everything that Chris Claremont was really enjoying at that period of X-Men. She seduces Havoc, Cyclops' brother. She's gotta be taped into that. Oh, easily. Psychic powers help a lot in a lot of things, my friend. And unleashes... Oh shit, do you think she's just psychically projecting um, uh, clothing onto herself? Who even knows? But she makes Havoc wear about as little clothing as she does. Ooh, good look on Havoc. (laughs) (laughs) And then unleashes the demons of Inferno into the Inferno... Uh, invasion of Manhattan, which was a big crossover event that hit everything. Then she dies at the end of it. But, thanks to various whatever complicated things, Jean Grey, the Phoenix Force, or at least the part of the Phoenix Force that was impersonating Jean during that complicated time, and Madeline Pryor all get merged. Complicated is such a generous way to put that. (laughs) All get merged into one person. So Jean is Jean. She's the Phoenix who... Like, the whole big retcon was she was never the Phoenix. Now she is again. And she's also Maddie Pryor. But then Maddie comes back in X-Man as a ghost. Basically, X-Man is the cable from the Age of Apocalypse universe brought into the main universe because it was the popular book. 
Do you mean a literal ghost? A psychic ghost, yes. Fuck, that's fucking interesting. But he basically, because he's has, you know, he is cable without the whatever powers, it is implied that because he needs a mother figure, he creates Madeline Pryor. But, and I could be wrong because I have not read the X-Men series in several years, I'm 90% sure they were fucking. Probably. I so, couldn't tell like, you for sure. The alternate universe son, like the alternate universe version of her son, brings back the Force Ghost and just gets into bed with Madeline Pryor in every version of that term. And I, I could be wrong, but I'm 90% sure they were fucking. I mean, at worst, you're wrong about that, and he's in bed with her in every other form. Except for that one. Yeah. Uh, this one is later killed by a alternate universe Jean Grey who takes her place, and I'm absolutely sure was fucking. And then they try not to ever talk about that again. And then she would come back and forth as a force, basically a force ghost every once in a while, being like, I would like to return to life. I'm going to try to take over Psylocke's body. Whoop, that didn't work. Uh, until recently in Krakoa, she was brought back to life. Quanon's body? Or? Quanon. Okay. But Psylocke, Betsy Braddock, right. the whole, this is before they decided <laughs> to... Before- Ooh, X-Men. Fucking soap opera. Uh, she comes back to life during the Krakoa age, but then dies again. And it becomes, there's this big complicated thing in Krakoa, because during the Krakoa age, they can bring people back to life. But what do you do when there's multiple of the same person? Can we bring clones back to life? Can we, just to make sure they can't do stuff like, well, we made 15 Logans, which would explain how he's on so many teams. But, it, so, you know... Do we bring... I would love if someone fucking actually just comes up with a reason to in like in continuity explain why people are able to, like, it, they, there is just... Like, why no. every other comic has Wolfie? Uh, in, <laughs> we lied about not having multiples, but... In Spider-Man, it's him pretty much having a mental breakdown because he's on, like, six teams at the time. But since she's a like clone a of Jean Grey, they're like, well, we can't bring her back. But also, she's definitely not Jean Grey, so she's her own. So we're... they eventually decide to bring her back, and she's like, oh, I'm not evil anymore. But anytime she looks in the mirror, she sees her Goblin Queen persona. And then for reasons I don't understand, because I haven't read the storyline, magic gives her the rule of limbo right because i've seen the art with her magic decides she doesn't want to be in charge of limbo anymore so she gives it to madeline fucking prior next best choice obviously. and there's a big crossover event going on where madeline prior and ben riley the clone of spider-man who has gone through a whole fucked up storyline where he's now evil and lost most of his memories and calls himself chasm i really hate it i really really hate it oh as the like fucked over evil clones and both of them are 100 percent responsible for their own shit in both cases as much as i hate what they've done to ben riley like fuck all the way off man chasm <laughs> is such a bad name and it's not a great costume and it's just mm. spider-man's been making some choices over the last couple years that i don't 100 percent jive with Chasm is a name that I feel like Richter would grow up to be. (laughs) But uh, they're doing a big crossover where those two have evil plans called Dark Web. That's a big X-Men Spider-Man crossover. I'm trying so hard to have faith that good things will happen because there's a lot of really good creators working on both sides. But like, Look, we've read really bad things on the other pod that we've really enjoyed, so I'm hoping it turns out like that. It's not going to be worse than Witches. Oh, witches. Witches is the worst comic I've read in a long time, but that's a different story. Oh, witches. So, I don't know if I made it any more clear, but Madeline Pryor is the 
evil clone of Jean Grey who keeps getting possessed by demons and is sometimes a force ghost and does not believe in pants. I was about to add that. <laughs> I, I am absolutely fascinated with the concept of like psychic ghosts in the Marvel Universe. Big believer in thongs. I mean, there's reasons. Looks uncomfortable, but if she's happy... Fair. Depending on the... I, I hear depending on the pants you're wearing, they are more comfortable. Yeah, whatever. I'm not judging. I'm just saying <laughs> I she should try likes the thong. At some point. Just to know. <laughs> just, to, just to know. Yeah, I got no look, at, that. look at that. Now, listeners, don't imagine me in a thong. Luckily, they don't know what you look like. So, I mean, actually, that so, sounded really mean, and I did not mean it that way. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> they, mean, it just means it could be whatever they wanted it to be. Yeah, but there are actual listeners. Uh, there are probably a couple of listeners who do know what I look like. Just which... Google Madeline Pryor. It's like that. Yeah. <laughs> exact. <laughs> are you Jean Grey? It's really distracting being in the room with them. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. <laughs> But in order to keep our journey going, we're going to have to drop some ballast. Luckily, Zach is stuffed to the brim with assorted genre facts. I'll prod him a bit and see what shakes loose. Remember, any misses or mistakes will have to be made up for at the end of our trip. Today, we'll keep with this expedition's theme of DC villains. So, Zach, what knowledge can you drop on the Clue Master? The Clue Master is Shitty Riddler. He... Ding, 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 you got it right. <laughs> He is... I actually know quite a bit because I'm a fan of the spoiler, who is his daughter, who we will get to in a second. He has a blonde ponytail, and he wears, like, a red bottom half mask. It's just like a bandana. And a really forgettable costume on the rest of this. He... he's he. The rest of the costume is kind of like if Deadshot wasn't so tactical. Yeah, that's accurate. If you want, I can do a bit of a redemption, because literally all I know about him is he's shitty Riddler and his daughter keeps beating him up. <laughs> also, he apparently offers pretty good benefits to his henchmen, but um, that came up in Young Justice. Does he, he have any powers? Or? No, he's shitty Riddler. Shitty Riddler. So he just does... Does he do riddles? Clues. Clues. <laughs> What's the difference? <laughs> is there less flowery language to it? Shitty Riddler. Oh, <laughs> shitty, <laughs> shitty Riddler. Yes. I mean, it is easier to solve his shit because he uh, leaves clues to it. And not like, I have to solve complicated things. That's his luck. He's oh, just... interesting. Oh, yeah, that's one of his more modern looks. Yeah. That's, yeah, he's red in a fucking vest. He, his daughter, Stephanie Brown, so his last name is Brown, but I can't think of his first name, decides that she wants her dad to stop being a fucking supervillain. Oh, that's... That's a look. Oh, his 80s look, yeah. So she creates the identity of Spoiler, and that's where the name Spoiler comes from. She's going to spoil his crimes. I feel like Spoiler's in Young Justice at some point. Probably. The TV series. Ooh, I think you're right. I think Spoiler does show up at some point. I actually, might, I think he might show up at some point. I'm but. a huge Spoiler fan. Um, I'm actually really unhappy that... So Tim Drake recently came out as bisexual. Oh no, he showed up in The Brave and the Bold. But of Ooh, course everybody perfect. showed up in Brave and the Bold, so that's not saying much. Uh, Tim Drake recently came out as bisexual, which I was all for. Cool, great, whatever. Mm -hmm. My problem is they broke him and Spoiler up, as far as I can tell, off-panel to do it. Oh. And I was like, but you just put, like, five years into what a good couple they are for each other, and then ended it off-screen. And also, doesn't negate him being bi. No, but they wanted him to be able to, like, date a boy. My partner's bi and is... We're in a yes, heteronormative relationship. Uh, okay, yes, but... I understand, and I agree with you, but I also understand where, like, we want him to come out as bi, so we should let him date a boy, 
So it's not just like... So it's not queer baiting. Yes. So it doesn't just feel 100% performative. I'm bi. Let's never mention it again. Not that any... Because otherwise it's going to get accused of that whether it is or not. Yeah, basically to stop the Tumblr criticisms. <laughs> Which I understand, but also like... If you are by in a heteronormative relationship, you are 100% valid. Do not get me wrong. Yeah. I also understand why it was interesting for him to come out as bi and try out dating a boy. Like, as a storyline, I understand why that is interesting from a creative perspective. Without spending an entire issue on examining that, it's hard to show that without just showing them in a same-sex relationship. Yeah. I just really like Tim and Spoiler. Like... Which I understand that. But Which, anyways, by the way, spoiler is in, um, in Young Justice, Justice, the TV series. Perfect. The main important thing about Clue Master is he keeps trying to make new clues, or new heists. He wants to be an A-list Batman villain, but he keeps getting beaten up by his daughter. Uh, oh, he does join the Injustice League at one point, and then helps... Save the world during a big invasion thingy, I think, and decides to join. Uh, they decide to become a actual branch of the Justice League International because at the time there was Justice League America, Justice League Europe, and there's like different things. And Maxwell Lord decides that he doesn't want to have to deal with them because they're all fucking useless. It's like him and Clock King and Multi Man, and I think Major Disaster and okay. Big Sir, <laughs> and. So he's like, all right, I'm going to let them be, form a Justice League team, but I don't want them anywhere near people so they can't cause trouble. So he sends them to Antarctica where they become Justice League Antarctica, where they do stop an invasion of killer penguins. I mean, look, that's something. Are they giant penguins? I feel like we've talked about this before. We have. I don't remember where that came up. I want to say they had lasers, but I've not read the actual issue, so I can't say for sure. Um, he was, like, the big reveal villain in, I think, Batman Eternal, which was a big weekly storyline mm. during the New 52. And they were like, the villain is Hush. No, it's this person. No, it's Clue Master. And everyone was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> it was to make Spoiler a big part of the Bat universe again, because she hadn't been used in years. I get it. But there's no way in shit Hush is being manipulated by Clue Master. No. Honestly, I'm going to... Not unless he wants to be. I'm going to say, in general, like, you got most of the big things about it. His big thing is he definitely just gets beat up by his daughter quite a bit and is shitty Riddler. Uh, I could try and explain more, but I'm just going to yell shitty Riddler repeatedly. I mean, it, it's not even a half redemption. Basically, <laughs> the only big things you missed is that his first name is Arthur. He's Arthur Brown. And that he's a f failed game show host. Ugh... I'm not going to make you God. make up those two facts. <laughs> I hate him so much. That's good. <laughs> well, that's it for today, folks. We're taking off. But before we go, we'd like to remind you to hit subscribe and check out all of our sister shows over at earvrm.com. That is E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. Other ways to get in touch with and follow us will be in the show notes. And as always, we want to give a special thanks to our editor, Stephen Gady, and to Ian Ford for our theme song, Tracks. Until next time, I'm Tyler. And I'm Zach. Up, up, and away. 